Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Today on the Get Ready for the Future show, it is week two of our Money Milestones. Some goals for you to set on your way to retirement. Last week, we talked about milestones to set in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. This week, it's about milestones for your 50s and 60s. Stay with us. The show starts now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show brought to you by Wealth Financial Advisors all across the state of Arkansas. We are glad to have you with us. It is a big weekend in central Arkansas for a lot of reasons as we jump in on this Saturday morning. My name is Scott Inman. To my left is Chad Roller. How are you, sir? Good morning. Good morning to you and John Shrewsbury to my right, as usual. How are you today? I'm great. How are yeah. you? Yeah, we're very spry this morning. Well, it, it, you know, it, it bees that way sometimes. A little bit of crisp fall air. <laughs> Janet Walker to his right. It's, yes. It's Little Rock football weekend. The Razorbacks are in town for an evening game against Ole Miss. The State Fair is underway, and we're finally trying to get some of that fall air into place, and I am so excited about it i'm tired of the 90s it's yeah. a big family reunion on the golf course uh, right now right now yeah. yes yeah. Well, it happened about four hours ago probably it <laughs> yes it did yeah people were uh, lined up uh, you know it's really interesting i think war memorial is the only place on earth that there are more people outside the stadium tailgating yeah. than there are inside the stadium yes. watching the game i, I hadn't yeah. figured that out yet it's an uh, event people go to the stadium and and just hang out and they they hear the crowd and then they watch it on tv with like the 15 second delay by the time it hits the satellite, you know, it's what happened. Yes, oh, what happened? Watching. Run to the run to the TV and see yeah. what happened. I, uh, I, you know, people say that, but it is absolutely true. If you look out the back of the press box, you can do that now because the windows are looking out the back, and you can look out onto the golf course during the game. Yeah, and it's absolutely true. Yeah. There are thousands of people yes. out there yep. throwing the football around. It is the most unique uh, venue, I think, for tailgating in college football. I had the chance to. I, I know we're, we've got a lot to do today, but I'm going to tell this story real Go quick. Go right ahead. We, I had the chance to tailgate at a Nebraska game one time in Lincoln, and that's big time football too, and very similar to Arkansas because they don't have a professional team, right? Yep. So it is uh, very much like Arkansas in that sense that they are the, the the team that people cheer for. Massive tailgating, but it's in an urban area, concrete everywhere, overpasses, cars driving by. It's loud. It's just not the same. It's not. No. That's not tailgating. No. no, it's not the same. SEC tailgating in general is awesome, and and if you're listening to us today, hopefully you'll get some money milestones while you are getting ready for the football game. Absolutely, I, th- I think that's a great thing for people to do. I hope they can remember them after they uh, <laughs> after the the game. Well, you know? after there, the golf course. Yes, experience. after the golf course. Yes, <laughs> there is some added excitement at War Memorial today. There's no question about it. Well, today we're talking, as we mentioned a moment ago, about money milestones, and and if you were with us last week, we talked about milestones for retirement that you could set for yourself in your 20s, in your 30s, and even your 40s. If you miss that broadcast, you can always go back and catch it on podcast via iTunes or Stitcher, and you can catch any of our previous Get Ready for the Future shows there. So check us out on our podcast and catch up there if you are in your 20s, 30s, or 40s. But today we're going to be camping out in the decade of the 50s and 60s, not the 1950s. But if you're in your (laughs) 50s or 60s, obviously the game is changing. We just mentioned football here in uh, Little Rock. But, John, we talk about the football game is played in a certain environment with certain rules, and you are going to, as you accumulate for retirement, play by certain rules, too, that you need to play by to reach your goals. But as you get into that retirement red zone, five to ten years out, from actually walking away from a paycheck, the game, the rules of your game is going to change. Absolutely. If you think about it this way, Scott, when you're in your 20s or 30s and maybe a little bit into your 40s, the margin of error in what you are doing in retirement is very, very wide. You almost can't screw it up unless you just don't do it, unless you don't participate in a retirement program. That's a big way to screw it up. Yeah, I mean, you've got time to fix most mistakes, but when you get into your 50s and 60s, this is like, you know, fourth quarter football. You don't have time to do it over again. Yeah, that that margin of error narrows greatly in your 50s and 60s. And so 
you know, we were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago with a client and, you know, we were talking about, uh, they were very concerned about, you know, their accumulation of money and that type of thing and how much they needed to save their seven or eight years away from retirement. And, and then we were talking about that and I said, Hey, listen here, that's important. But what's even more important is the plan that you put together to distribute this money after you retire. And so there is very critical time periods right before and right after you retire. And in this 50s and 60s milestone area, we're going to talk about a lot of that today on the show because it is critical that you play the game with with great intensity during this time. Well, the other thing I remember about that client you're talking about is he did tell us that he'd really only made a high income in the last 20 years or so of his life, right? right. So here's the first step as we start talking about money milestones. If you haven't done what you think you should have done in your 20s, in your 30s, or in your 40s, but you're beginning to bring in more income, the kids are out of the house, it's a good time to catch up. And this this gentleman was proof that you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw something this week uh, that a, a, uh, another mom posted on Facebook, and they were talking about these things that they say to their kids. And it's something like, you're smart, you're kind, you're intelligent, and then it's, you're expensive. <laughs> you know? And so when the kids do get out of the house, you have that money, that cash flow mm-hmm. to be able to devote to other things. And frankly, if you want to continue to help your kid, fund your retirement because they don't want you to move in with them. And Chad, one of the things I see people do oftentimes is they'll they'll maybe move, move from that 40s to 50s and maybe they haven't done what they needed to do or even done anything at all. And you have to fight with them sometimes because they think, what's the use at that point? But they're really wrong about that. Well, there's the 50s is a lot of a lot of time to catch up, but there's also time to be able to make some changes in, you know, downsizing of a house, making moves, some of those things that can can free up a lot of that uh, in disposable income and even create bigger chances for uh, accumulation. I I think about the phrase, if not now, when, Mm. you know, when are you going to get on this? If you don't get on it in your fifties and sixties, you know, if you blew off saving for retirement in your, in your twenties and thirties, when you hit that forties and fifties and sixties, you gotta, it's gotta be, uh, pardon the, uh, uh, take off Chad Morris. It's gotta be left lane hammer down, right? You know, I haven't seen that yet, but you know, we (laughs) need to get there uh, as soon as we have the horses to make that happen. Well, back to this gentleman's story who came in to see us. He was 59 years old, is 59 years old coming in to see us, and he'd already done a good job of catching up, as in as he told us in the last 20 years, as a high-income earner. But the decision he was making, John, was to take advantage of the catch-up contribution in his 401k. And, yeah. and most people don't realize there is an awful lot of money that you can contribute if you have a 401k, if you have access to one, after 50 years old, it's $18,500 before you're 50. Now it's $24,500 going in on a pre-tax basis. So it also lowers your taxable income. Yeah. And if you've got a match at your employer, you can take advantage of that as well. You know, there are some uh, pretty nice matches out there in terms of what the company will contribute to your retirement plan. And the way you got to look at that is, let's say you got a 50 cent on the dollar match up to 6%. Well, that means the first 6% that you contribute to your retirement plan gets a 50% return on your money before it's ever invested. And that gets lost on some people. You know, last week we were talking about for younger people to to start out uh, contributing 10%. And then ultimately you get to a point where you want to be contributing 15% of your income. But if you want to count part of the employer match to get you to that point, that's fine. If you've got it, take advantage of that. So as we get going in the show today, retirement milestones in your 50s and 60s, how is the game going to change as you move from accumulation phase of your retirement uh, savings to the distribution phase in retirement when you walk away from that paycheck? We're going to hang out in an area where we talk about a lot with our clients, and that's figuring out what expenses you'll need to fund retirement. What are your required expenses? What's health care look like for you? How's that going to play a factor? And we're going to talk about all those things as the show gets going. We need to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. The road to financial independence isn't easy, but it starts here. Back with more financial wisdom from the Gen Wealth team after the break. You're listening to the Get Ready for the Future show.
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Welcome in for another edition of the Fastest 4 Minutes in Investing. I'm Scott Inman. Troy Johnson is with us from our Bryant office today. And Troy, we've, we've been talking about this on the radio for a long time now, the perfect storm that could potentially be brewing for investors. And we're talking about the potential end coming to the bull market, which is about 10 years old now, eventually will happen. We don't have a crystal ball. We don't know if it's six months. We don't know if it's going to be two or three years. But we also know coupling that with where we are in the bond market makes things particularly problematic. Right. So what we know that investors normally will do whenever that bull market gets to the end of its run is they will go towards the bond market for some protection there. And what we've got right now is with rising interest rates, we know that that's going to have a negative impact on bond prices. Right. Because if interest rates go up and someone can go out into the open market and get a a bond with a higher interest rate than the one you're holding, then you're, to get rid of it, going to have to sell at a discount, making the possibility there that you have a negative return on your bond portfolio. So with that, we get we dive into some LPL research today, talking about Treasury yields and and to highlight how those interest rates keep going up. The ten year Treasury yields have now reached a historic high. The ten year yield rose to uh, rose to three point two three percent at the end of last week and has pretty much stayed right around there uh, for this past week of trading. So so what's the big deal there? Well, people tend to worry, Troy, that if that gets too high, you have inflationary pressures that go along with that, and you also have uh, equities that could be could be bothered by that because the economic cycle could be potentially coming to an end. But when you look at our LPL research there, you also look at inflation right now and the way these rates are rising, they're not going at a super fast rate. Yeah, we're actually expecting a, a little bit of a slowdown in the rise of interest rates due to the fact that inflation is not it's not really that power surge right now. Uh, inflation is actually being being managed pretty well at this point. Yeah, and at 3.23, it's not time to worry, historically speaking, either. I thought this was good. The 10-year stocks have not historically, according to LPL research, been negatively impacted by higher rates until the 10-year reaches about 5%. So at 3.23, we are in safe territory, historically speaking. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in, in, in the future this time. But if you get to that 5%, which eventually we probably will, then that's where we start to look at the bull market coming to an end. So other signs, though, as we take a look at the global economic outlook and where the growth opportunities are specifically. First of all, LPL Research believes that growth will slow down in 2019 compared to 2018, but it still will be growing. It'll just be growing at a slower rate. And Troy, they still believe in U.S., the U.S. economy. Right. So the main two things we're looking at here, we're looking at the developed markets, and then we're also going to talk real quick about emerging markets. So yep. with the developed markets, LPL Research, and we tend to agree with them, is is saying that the U.S. is going to continue to lead the growth as far as um, within the the developed markets. Right. And U.S. is going to be better, more favorable as far as moving forward. And, and when we talk about time frame here, we should also point out they're talking about up until about 2020. This is the, where the projections go. So for the next couple of years, the U.S. will be the, the favored place for growth over places like Europe, where they believe things are really slowing down. Japan, not as much as Europe, uh, uh, but I do believe Japan may have some things to to, to get excited about, but particularly emerging markets. I want to hang out there a little bit too. And China's con- considered an emerging market. Yeah, a lot of though, people don't realize that. Still yeah. considered an emerging market, even though they're the they're the second largest economy in the world. Yeah, so. but so they are a place of, of interest as well as India and some places in Latin America. Now, emerging markets have been beaten up uh, this year, but there may be some opportunities for growth there as well in the next two years. So favorable global economic outlook from LPL Research, and don't get too concerned about that 10-year treasury yield. That's it for the Fastest Four. Back to the show in a moment. Don't touch that dial. Pop, pop. 
Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. This ain't your mama's financial advice. Turn it up because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking money milestones to look for, goals to set on your way to retirement as you get closer to that actual date in your 50s and 60s and back to that in just a moment. But we want to take a minute to remind you one final time because it's just around the corner. Our Social Security Gen Wealth Academy workshop is coming up this coming Tuesday. October 16th is the date. 6.30 is the time. Embassy Suites in Hot Springs is the location. This is going to be a very critical workshop for people who we're talking to specifically today, too. If you're in your 50s and 60s, Social Security is going to be the foundation of your retirement income. What about claiming strategies? What about the claiming strategies that you don't know about? What are there, Janet? 86 of 86. Them they haven't right. changed it since the last time we talked about no, it. Thank goodness. Yet. Just hold your breath. Yeah. It'll come. <laughs> but we also have a bit of a debut. And, and if you saw our Facebook Live that John did with Stephanie Smith, you know about the debut we're talking about. But Stephanie Smith, John, came from the Social Security Administration, spent 27 years there. She knows the ins and outs of Social Security and the Social Security Administration. And she's going to be alongside you presenting in our Social Security workshop. I'm not sure if there's anybody, you know, other than a Social Security employee that could really deliver the ins and outs and, right. and the expertise that she can uh, about the the system. And and so we're very excited at GenWealth to have Stephanie on our team. Uh, she is going to be regularly doing uh, Social Security workshops with us and also consulting with clients and advisors as we work through this big picture retirement scheme that, that you put together to to distribute money for retirement. The, the strategy that is uh, involved in retirement income planning, the foundation of that strategy, Janet, is Social Security because yes. it is it is the bedrock, if you will, on which your retirement program is built. And as you work through that, there are a lot of nuances, a lot of angles, a lot of claiming strategies, a lot of things that you may need to do in your 50s. As an example, I was just thinking about this as you were talking, Scott. You know, most, most women have a uh, somewhat of a spotty work history in that they will take time off to raise the kids and and things of that nature. They don't have as many years of work. Yeah, they don't have as many years of work. And so one thing that you've got to look at is does there need to be some additional work done prior to retirement so you qualify for Social Security? Most people don't understand even how you qualify for Social Security. I'm not going to get into it on the radio. Come to the workshop to find out. But if you are short of your qualification, maybe if you just got a a part-time job or something, you could get more Social Security or actually could qualify for a benefit that you wouldn't qualify for otherwise. I mean, if you think about it, they could be missing as little as a couple of quarters. So it's not like you have to work for many, many more years. You just need to know where you are on that. So a great opportunity to find out more about that at our Social Security workshop. Space is limited here and it's filling up. So what we'd ask you to do, because the space is limited and because we're going to have a meal served as well, we need a head count. We need you to register before you come. And you do that by going to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events. If for some reason you don't want to do it online, you can just pick up the phone and call us. 501-653-7355. Again, our main office number is 501-653-7355, and we'll get you signed up. Again, free to attend, and we can't emphasize enough, as all of our Gen Wealth Academy workshops are, this is education only. We are not there to sell you anything. We want you to be able to get some takeaways from Social Security as you get ready to walk into retirement. And I will take a moment to mention, too, there is another important workshop if you're in your 50s or 60s coming October 23rd at 6.30 to the Saddle Creek Wood-Fired Grill in North Little Rock. This workshop's about the three big risks. And Chad, you and I did this uh, presentation in Conway recently. We're going to do it again in North Little Rock. The three big risks are something every pre-retiree need to know needs to know about. Yes, Scott. And we um, we actually had some mid-50s attendees the the last time in Conway and and there was some good questions that came out of it. And I think it opened up uh, 
some reality to there is some risk out there mm-hmm. that maybe they not even thought about that they may just thought about, man, you know, just the size of our uh, accumulation of our assets or retirement funds. But there are some other risks there that that have not been uh, that thought through. Yeah. And one of the people that were there actually told us that everybody in their 50s needs needs to see this presentation. So we would certainly invite you if you're in Jacksonville, Cabot, anywhere near North Little Rock, sign up at GetReadyForTheFuture.com to find out the three big risks in retirement and some strategies to take on those risks. So milestones today in your 50s and 60s. And we talked about once you've hit 50 years old, the catch-up contribution is a big place to hang out if you are behind. And really, I guess even if you're not, because I don't think anybody has ever come in and said, you know, I saved too much for retirement. But (laughs) if you have the opportunity to put more pre-tax income into your 401k. I did have somebody do that one time. Did you really? They came in and they said, you know, I got a lot of money in my retirement account and I'm, you know, I want to spend some money on some debt. Can I back off on that? And I'm like, nope. Can't do that. Didn't let them. Don't let them. Crack the whip. Yeah. Look, (laughs) you know, nobody's ever came to me and said, okay, here's the negative consequence. Here's what happened because I saved too much money for retirement. Uh, That didn't happen. This guy just wanted to spend some money. And and, uh, this was before he retired and and divert some of his retirement savings out of the retirement account to, to something else. And I just think that there is too much up in the air when you are living on your assets for a paycheck and you don't have a job to provide that paycheck. You've got, you've got to be sure that that, that, that is safe and secure and regular, predictable, dependable income. And the only way to do that is to just get after it as hard as you can and have the right strategy for income and retirement. We should point out, too, last week we had those startling statistics that only 14% of American employers even offer a 401k plan. So there are catch-up contributions in other retirement accounts, too. We told you last break that it goes from $18,500 max per year in a 401k to 24500 Those are 2018 numbers. But if you're in a simple uh, plan as well, which we do here for our employees at GenWealth, and I'm not quite the 50, but I'm eyeing this already. $12,500 is the max under 50, but you get to add a $3,000 catch-up contribution there. And then if you don't have no retirement plan offered through your employer at all, there are still traditional and Roth IRAs available they have a maximum contribution of $5,500 before you're 50, and there's a $1,000 catch-up contribution that gets added there when you're 50 years old as well. So there are some opportunities, no matter what your situation or station in life, to really accelerate once you reach 50 to make sure you have the retirement assets you need. I want everybody to pay attention to the message that the government is sending to you about the state of retirement when they say, okay, if you're 50 or older, Mm -hmm. you can put more money into retirement. You cannot pay us taxes and put more money in your retirement program. The folks that look at this and study this know that we are in a retirement crisis. Most people are not going to be able to maintain their lifestyle at the standard that they have been living at when they retire because they simply have not saved enough money. Let's talk about how we got here. And it's really very simple, but it's a conversation that needs to be had around the dinner table and it hasn't been had for decades and we've missed it. So the the challenge occurred when companies began to transition the responsibility from having pensions and they were going to provide for their employees throughout their retirement lifetimes. And they said, you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. We're transitioning it. They're going, we're going to go to a 401k or some of the other, you know, equivalent to a 401k. And now it's your responsibility. And there was no, you know, earth shattering news story of, Oh my gosh, did everybody catch this memo? And so people stopped contributing to their pension. They stopped receiving pension contributions from the company, but they didn't automatically go and turn on contributions to a 401k, nor did they go home and tell their teenage kids at the table, Hey, guess what? You're not going to have a pension like mom and daddy did. So you need to understand this. It didn't happen. Yep. 
All of this really came about when there was so much attention paid to the quarterly bottom line, the quarterly results of yes. companies uh, as, you know, uh, CEOs got judged on whether they were going to keep their job based on the quarterly results and pensions were expensive. And so back in the day when pensions were a big deal and it really didn't matter, you know, to, to a great extent as it does now what the quarterly results were for a company, then, you know, companies just paid it. Right. But then when they began to look at the bottom line and go, okay, we've got to meet these standards every quarter, as opposed to meeting these standards on a long-term basis. I think that that really corporate America cut its nose off to spite its face and, and, and uh, you know, said, oh, we're going to pay attention to short-term results as opposed to long-term results. Because when you had pensions, you had employees stick around longer yes, that's because right. they didn't have that portability and they knew they would lose their pension if they quit GM and went to, you know, work for a mom and pop operation. Now everything is portable. People are portable. And I think companies actually suffer because of that portability. Well, the bottom line message here is retirement's on you. And I think that uh, baby boomers, that generation maybe got caught in between, right? They, They still come to us with maybe a pension or they've experienced a pension being frozen and they had to get through a lump sum buy out and then had to finagle all of that. I do think the stats that I read, the millennial generation understands it because they're growing up without even concept of that, right? The corporate yeah. pension. I think when we're talking today, people going past 50, they're the ones that maybe really need that catch up because they got caught without being able to even have an opportunity to get a pension. Let me tell you the danger for the millennial generation is they watched what happened in the financial crisis, yes. didn't understand it, and now have this aversion to equity investing. Mm. They've watched this market under uh, the Trump administration basically since March of 2009. And and some of that was attributed to the Obama administration, but it really it ramped up during the Trump administration. But they've watched this bull market for the last 10 years or so yeah. really just run like crazy, and they did not participate in it. A lot right. of millennials and Gen Xers and Gen Yers uh, just went, oh, no, I saw my parents 401k turned into a 201k and that doesn't feel good to me i want something safe and secure and because of that they're not taking advantage of the power of compound interest and they have literally stuck their head in the sand during the bull market of the last 10 years we've said it so often on this show that your success in retirement has more to do with your savings rate than it does any other factor so those catch-up contributions are vitally important if you are over 50 What about when you get ready to retire? We talked about that retirement red zone. You've made those catch-up contributions. You've accumulated assets, and now you need a plan to distribute those assets to you as income. Our ready-to-retire process is the focus of the rest of the show. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Have a financial question? One answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. We've got Gen Wealth Academy workshops happening in your area. To find out more, visit our website at www.getreadyforthefuture.com slash events. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you need help in determining if you are going to have enough accumulated assets for your retirement, and certainly if you'd like to learn more about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, we're going to talk about that for the rest of today's show, but you can also come in and see a Gen Wealth advisor anytime. The first appointment is always complimentary. The number to call to set that up is 501-653-7355, 501-653-7355, or you can also reach out to us via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Well, we were talking about the catch-up contributions and accelerating your savings rate as you walk closer to that retirement red zone. But Chad, one of the things, too, you wanted to point out as we get into the ready-to-retire process is a lot of folks who are in their 50s and maybe even in their 60s it's just a fact of life. They're going to likely be going through the death of some parents, probably both of their parents at some point, and there may be some wealth there that is left behind, and all of a sudden you have this lump sum that you have in your lap and you don't exactly know what to do with. It's vitally important to get to the ready-to-retire process at that point. Right, Scott, and what we've seen is, you know, yeah, the kids are out of the house and now we're into this phase and all of a sudden now we're dealing with the estate of our parents. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, that that can become a very emotional time when, yes, the kids have moved out of the house and we're empty nesters. And now we're dealing with our elderly parents and maybe our parents have passed away. And now we're dealing with their estate. And how do we how do we handle that? And that there comes that lump sum or inheritance that we've got to do something with. And those that we've seen that have not had a strong relationship with advisor over time has we've seen that, you know, it's like lottery money. That money a lot of times is gone two to three years. And so we, but that can be a huge impact if you start taking a look at those inheritance to, to further uh, their retirement. That's a conversation I had just this week with, you know, the, the older generation. We're talking about people in their 50s, um, but with the parents of that generation, we had a client come in and she's widowed. So it's just her and she's got adult kids at this point. And we started talking about, you know, at some point we would really encourage you to get in her case, it's the daughter who would be more involved with everything kind of at the at the end of life. And I said, we would really encourage you to begin to get her involved because I want you to think about how much we're looking at here. We're looking at seven figures that is in your name that at some point is going to go to the next generation. Your daughter's in charge of all of these decisions. And I said, how much does she understand it? Like if something happened to you tomorrow and the lady's eyes just got real big and she went, Ooh, that's a lot, Mm -hmm. you you know, because it really, you know, it has taken her some time as a widow to walk through this process and really learn it and get comfortable with it. It's going to take your adult children some time. I don't care how smart they are. I don't care how good they are with money. There's probably a lot to wrap their brains around. It's not, it's not their story. It's your story. You know, all the back history on this money and how it got there and what it's supposed to do. And you understand that your adult children may not. And so we encourage really both sides of the generations to, you know, you come in and bring in your parents, you come in and bring in your adult kids. It just makes sense. If you think about the most awkward conversation that you've ever had, this one trumps that, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. This conversation trumps that. <laughs> it shouldn't. That. It but, shouldn't. Yeah. No, but it does. Yeah. It is a fact of life that people talking to their parents about their money that they're going to inherit is awkward. And they, they don't want their parents to feel like they're greedy and, right. and trying to kick them into the grave or something like yeah. that so they can get the money. The parents don't want to feel that way about the situation. They don't want to contemplate their own death. I, I get it. But it is a conversation that needs needs to be had because what it allows is it allows for the planning and the orderly transition and the effective use of the legacy that you're going to leave to your kids and the legacy that they will inherit. Otherwise, you do get into that vanishing money type thing, Chad, uh, that money being gone in two or three years, because what happens is you have to then make decisions about it following an emotional injury, following the loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that uh, that reaction is, well, let me take this money and make me feel good yes. about what happened to my parents and and let me go and and put some salve on the wound if you right. will and that's just the wrong thing to do it's really not the the way that i think most parents would want their legacy uh, dispensed with an emotional short-term decision that can cost you long term there's no question about that without a plan so as we talk about the gen wealth ready to retire process whether there's an inheritance or involved or not you're talking about an accumulated a lump sum of money that now has to last you through your non-working years through the rest of your life. So this can go without a plan one of two ways. People can, as you talked about, spend their way to basically relying on just Social Security and be out of assets. Or as I've seen, I think, and you guys have seen it too, people who don't have a plan are very tense about spending any yes. of their assets because they don't think they're, they have enough, right? Because yeah. there's no plan. So that's where the ready-to-retire process comes into play. And let's talk about, uh, go ahead, Janet. I'm just going to insert yeah. something that is is kind of company specific here. Um, we've had several clients uh, who've been our clients for years who work at Verizon. We're talking about all these life changes and everything. There are yeah. a lot of people um, who are highly compensated individuals at Verizon who have gotten a notice that hey, we're we're downsizing. You've got this one time, you know, opportunity to make a decision. And by the way, if you don't take this out and this check that goes with it, then you might be out without the check. And, and that's a big decision to make. Mm-hmm. And some of them are in their 50s. 
50s or 60s, and they're coming up on retirement. We're working with with somebody who had planned to retire in five or six years, and, and now it's like, ooh, do I take this now? Do I not take this? Those are huge decisions to make. And so just we just want to let you know when we're talking about retirement planning, you know, if you've been thrown a curveball at work in the past few weeks, come see us. You need to get a plan. It is not a decision that I would advise you to, to, to take without some type of counsel. That that whole situation that Janet just spoke of reminds me that it's kind of like a corporate let's make a deal. Yeah. You know, here's what's behind door number one. We're going to tell you exactly what's behind door number one. But if you stay, door number two is what you get. It it could be it it could be okay. Yeah, you're you can stay or Or it could be be you're out and and wah wah. You lost all (laughs) that benefit. And so you don't need to make that decision alone that you need to carefully evaluate not the emotional part of it, but the financial, the numbers, the math and the science of your retirement really needs to be taken into account and really your career. Do that with someone who's walked down that road before. We've got a team of Gen Wealth Advisors here that have done that and will be able to help you make some of those decisions. 501-653-7355 is the number to call to set up a complimentary first appointment. It's just a conversation there's no uh, requirement past that to sit down with a Genwell Financial Advisor. 501-653-7355. We have offices in Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, here in Bryant, and shreveport Bossier City area. As we talk about the ready-to-retire process and milestones, tying that in too, especially with what you guys were just talking about that's going on at Verizon, I think it's important to bring up the 59-and-a-half milestone as well because when you talk about opportunity or options that are available, we many people know, I think, that if they leave their employer and they have money in their employer plan at any age, that that money is portable. You have decisions you can make. You can take that money and roll it into the new plan at the new employer. You can leave it where it is, which we see very frequently because we talk about the orphan 401ks. You can cash it out, which is almost never advisable because of the penalties involved, or you can roll it into an IRA. Those are your four options when you leave an employer. But what is less known, I think, guys, is when you're at 59 and a half, even if you are still with that employer, there may be an opportunity to make some decisions there as well. Yeah, I, I call this the the uh, the get ready for retirement uh, option as yeah. far as a 401k is concerned, because the government has specifically authorized uh, the summary plan descriptions to include a provision in most of them that allows for someone to take their retirement out at 59 and a half and continue to work. If you're before 59 and a half, your chances of getting money out of your retirement program are slim and none. But at 59 and a half, you can do what is called an in-service distribution. Now, obviously, you don't want to go spend that money. You right. don't want to go and, and pay all the tax on that money. You want to be able to think about what your options are to get ready for retirement. It's not really taking money out of your retirement. It's transitioning it from one retirement account to another. Exactly. You're going from your 401k to either a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, depending on what type of dollars you have in the 401k. But let's talk about why the IRS even allows plans to do this. Why might it be something to consider? Well, I can tell you that a 401k plan is specifically designed for the accumulation yes. of assets not the distribution of assets. Although they can distribute money, it's really not designed to do that. It's designed to accumulate. That's right. And so the 59 and a half option is really that option where it's sort of an exit ramp, if you will. Uh, you're exiting off that 401k highway and you're taking that money and getting it over to the side and getting it ready for distribution uh, at whatever age you're going to, to retire at. But let's talk about why that matters. Yes, you're right. The 401k is built for accumulation, not distribution. But if you're thinking, I'm going to work for another six years or so, then it, you're still not thinking, okay, distribution matters to me. So why does it matter? Let's, let's walk through, let's walk through why at this point in time, at this point in the history of the markets, why this is important. If you look at, we have, we talked about on this show that we passed the anniversary of the longest bull market in history. We're still in the longest bull market in history. Well, what comes after a bull market is a bear market. And if you're planning on retiring in five or six years, you're 59 and a half, what do you think the likelihood is of us switching from a bull market to a bear market in the next five or six years? 
it's pretty high, right? You don't have to be a statistician to realize we've got a pretty high likelihood of that happening. Troy and I had an appointment just this week where we were talking through this and the gentleman uh, pulled up his 401k, got close to a million dollars in his 401k, and that is his retirement nest egg. We don't have another nest egg somewhere else. Which this, is common, very common. Yes, this is his retirement nest egg. We pulled that up and he said, I'm shocked. The The client said, I'm shocked at how few choices there are. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but that's, that's the nature of a 401k. So to be able to transition that out and have more investment choices where you can be better prepared for a downturn in the market, that's why it's allowed. That's why it's written into so many plans. If you're at 59 and a half or close to it or, or beyond that, I really would encourage you to meet with an advisor and determine if this is going to be a good fit for you. 501-653-7355, 501-653-7355 or info at getreadyforthefuture.com. The Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process as you mark those retirement milestones along the way in your 50s and 60s. We're back with more as the Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We'll be right back. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Final segment of today's Get Ready for the Future show, talking about retirement milestones or money milestones as you get into your 50s or 60s and approach retirement and the difference that the game is changing between accumulation of assets in your pre-retiree years into the distribution of those assets as income in retirement. And we talked about that milestone at 59 and a half, the consideration of an in-service distribution because of the the investment options and the limitation thereof in most 401k plans. And when you think about that, to build that out just a little bit and to set us up into the uh, income for life model and the bucketing strategy that we use here in the ready to retire process, what are the options in the 401k? Well, it's going to be equity-based or it's going to be fixed income or bond-based, maybe a stable value fund that, that's going to get a minimal, minuscule uh, fixed interest rate. But when you talk about where we are in the equity market, which Janet did in the last segment, but what we should build out too, guys, is where we are in the bond market. Yes. Where are we in the bond market, John, and how is that going to play a factor in people's retirement income? Well, we've had the biggest rally, if you will, in bond prices in the past, uh, I'd say, 30 years, where we saw interest rates come from mid-double digits down to almost zero. And that caused bond prices generally to go up and up and up because as you go lower on the interest rate scale, those old bonds that you bought at 10% interest way back when yeah. became more and more valuable and people wanted them. And so the, that bid the bond prices up tremendously. So now the pendulum has swung the other way. Interest rates are on the rise. We went from almost zero interest rates uh, to, and I think the 10-year got down as low as as like one and a half or 2% or something like that. It's over three now, which is a big move uh, for the 10-year treasury bond. So, you know, interest rates are rising, which means that bond prices, bonds that were issued prior to today are worth less than the current bond is. So what you have really is the perfect storm. We talked, Scott, as you mentioned in the last segment, we talked about the equity side of like inside of your 401k. You really only have two two types of choices. You can invest in equities. You can invest in bonds. That's it. End of story. That's all you got. Okay. So the equity market is at a point where we we know in the next five or six years, if that's your retirement time horizon, we know it has to turn around. We don't know exactly when. We don't know about how much, but that's just going to happen, period. And so then we've got 
bond market interest rate risk, and I hesitate to even call it a risk because it is a reality that interest rates are increasing, therefore bond prices are decreasing. And so where people have gone for safety for the past 30 to 40 years, they've gone to the bond market to feel safe. Now that is an inevitable danger that if you are invested in bonds, you're going to see a decrease over the next few years because interest rates are going up. It is a scientific fact. You simply cannot change it. So if your 401k is limited to stocks or equities, as we've been saying, if there, if it's limited to equities and to bonds, and these are the realities that we've been talking about in the next five or six years, if I were you and I was 59 and a half, I'd be looking for other choices. Now, I will say it is not right for everybody. Mm-hmm. You've got a choice to make, but you need to make a well-informed choice. You need to understand that there are more choices besides the 401k for you. So let's kind of walk through this. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but if you actually wanted to do a rollover at 59 and a half, Scott, how does that work? Well, you are going to basically, it's it, as far as you have to check the plan because there are, in some cases, in that plan, they don't allow that in-service distribution. Right. But if it is available to you and you know it can happen, then you need to sit down with an advisor uh, to walk through the process. And that process can be as simple as a phone call to, mm-hmm. to, to the uh, plan administrator. Sometimes it requires a form to be filled out, but it would be a rollover into a traditional IRA, which is a direct rollover, which is a non-taxable event. So basically, if you have $500,000 in your 401k and you roll it to an IRA, it's still $500,000 so in let me, cash. So let me stop you there because I want to be sure everybody heard this. This is one of the main questions. Well, what about taxes? Yep. And you just said this is not a taxable event. The other question most people will ask is, well, wait a minute, I'm still going to be working there. Can I keep contributing? And what about my match? So yep. how does that work? It, nothing changes. You are still a participant in that plan. So if $500,000 moves from the plan to the IRA, well, the balance goes to zero in the plan, but you're still a participant in that plan. So if you are still working, your future contributions are continuing to be invested into the options in that 401k or 403b, whatever the case may be, whatever your retirement plan is. But now that new sum of money in the IRA, the investment universe opens up and there are other options. And when we talk about our income for life model, that is the investment strategy we use to go through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And we mentioned that word or that term bucketing strategy in the last segment. And why that is so important is as you talk about that perfect storm, John, and you're going to be selling shares, you're you're, you're likely not going to have so much money that you're only going to be drawing the income from those investments. Most people are going to have to sell some shares to create income in retirement. And if you are entering a perfect storm and you have to sell shares as they are going down, that's what you call timing risk. Yes, it is timing risk. And, and you have to ask yourself, what is my you know luck on timing? Uh, am I going to walk into a, a bear market? Am I going to walk into a recession just about the time right. that I get ready to retire? You think about folks who are getting ready to retire in 2007. They put themselves at great risk if they retired at that particular point in time. And then along came 2008 and the first part of 2009 because we had a tremendous downturn in the market and they were withdrawing income from their retirement program during that time. And so the strategy is you've got to be able to have a buffer of money that keeps you invested in your long-term segments, your equity segments, and allows you to not pull money out of those and actually pull money from the safer pool of money that you've set up in the front end buckets. Now, we will, of course, sit down with you and walk through that ready-to-retire process in more detail. If you'd like to do that with an advisor, 501-653-7355 as you get ready to retire. Walk through the Gen Wealth reti- ready-to-retire process. Since we have Chad here and he's our insurance specialist, we do want to talk about the other end of that too because we are getting, I think, more and more questions about health care. When it comes to how that gets built into a retirement income plan, how do you build for what my health care costs are going to be? And we do know, based on the most recent data that we have, uh, which is actually now about three years old, almost four years old, I guess, because it was 2014, what we read is that the average 65-year-old in America is going to, Chad, have about fifty-six to $5,800 in out-of-pocket health care costs 
uh, throughout their retirement. And that includes Medicare Part B and D premiums and prescription drug out-of-pocket and, and office visits and things. But the thing that does not include is if there's a long-term care need. Exactly. And so one of the things that we're talking about, the milestones in the 50s for those clients that do come in and even in the early 60s, one of their biggest concerns uh, not only is having enough to retirement is the long-term care risk. And one of the uh, things that can be very uh, can cause damage to an income plan is an added expense. Mm-hmm. And that that is exactly what long-term care is. It's an added expense in retirement that uh, that you've got to plan for. And so whenever we don't have the assets to say, hey, we can pay for this out of pocket, then you've got to do what you what you do with everything else, basically, uh, that you've been doing over the last couple of decades. And you've got to put that risk on an insurance company. And there are ways to do that. And not every insurance company, every policy, everything out there is created equal. But there are tools that you can pull out of the tool chest uh, to use to help offset those expenses in retirement. I think there are two uh, schools of thought here. One is the folks who have been through this with their parents clearly understand the need for taking care of this because they've had to be involved with their parents in long-term care situations and maybe they've had to pay for it or maybe Mm -hmm. they've actually had the foresight to have some type of long-term care coverage that they saw the effect of that, the positive effect of that. Then there's the other school. The other school is that's not going to happen to me. I'm going to stick my head in the sand. I'm going to whistle in the dark and everything's going to be okay. And if it happens, I don't know what I'll do, but we'll just deal with it then. That is not planning. That yeah. is not being ready for retirement. And what happens, John, is we, we start seeing farms being sold. We start seeing different yeah. uh, assets being sold off at the wrong time. And it's an emotional time. And it call, it causes a, a lot of grief, especially in a, in a difficult time when you're trying to maybe even work and try to care for a parent. So there's there can be some planning and some strategies that we can use, uh, whether it be a traditional long-term care policy whether it be a life insurance policy with a chronic illness rider or even a hybrid policy that that focuses on an uh, there's a policy out there that actually gives an unlimited benefit for long-term care. So there are ways to protect uh, what you've accumulated over your years. You know, oftentimes people, when we talk to them about long-term care coverage, it's expensive. And they say, well, man, that's a lot of money. Mm. Well, it's it's expensive. But when you compare it to paying out of pocket for the care for someone it's pretty cheap. It's pretty inexpensive when you compare how much care costs because you're you're looking at anywhere from five to six thousand dollars a month in the state of Arkansas. And we only have about a minute left, but one of the ways that that expense can be offset is if folks have those cash value policies that they've had over time for life insurance policies. There are some options to convert that and leverage that for long term care. Yes, and that that is a lot of times an asset that we look at to see that uh, you know a lot of clients may not need the death benefit that they needed to replace their income. Mm-hmm. Now that they're in retirement, they could use that cash value that if they were going to pass away, that death benefit would just be paid out as death benefit and the insurance company keep the cash value. So there's a way to use that asset there uh, to leverage it into some care that you could actually use in your lifetime. And then if it's not used, then leave it off uh, to as inheritance along with your other investments. You got that in in 30 seconds. Very good. Good job. Yeah, We are out of time for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. Don't forget about our social security workshop. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com to find out more about it, how to register. And if you'd like to set up an appointment with an advisor, 501-653-7355. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. We pick. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll